You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Boardwalk Empire After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Boardwalk Empire After Show. Hello. Thing, thing is for doing, and we are here doing Boardwalk Empire Season Three, Episode Three, entitled "Acres of Diamonds." I'm your host, Kevin Undergaard, joined by Ebony K. Williams, back in action, which back I love to action, see, yes. and of course our rookie, Sam Stratton. Sarah Stratton. It's fall. It, it is. It's fall everywhere. That's why I'm wearing my orange today for you guys. It's fall everywhere except the Afterbus Studios <laughs> because our AC units are down and uh, we're in a bit of a sauna. So when you see us on YouTube sweating, mm-hmm. you will know why. If we pass out, because we're if we hot. automatically disappear. On this on this Emmy night in which Boardwalk, Woo! we had some we victories. Yeah. Jip, Jip won a... Uh, best supporting in a drama. He got a, a statue. Anything yep. else? Nope. No. All right, well, I'll take one. I'll no take winners. one. No winners. Winners. I will take one. Yeah. It, that's uh, just a testament to good TV. That's just the fact that there's so many amazing true. shows on right. that Boardwalk didn't get more. The t- TV right now, it, if you even go six or seven years ago, it's just no comparison right. to it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, even tonight, so we had Breaking Bad, second to last episode. We have Dexter's last episode here. We have this, and of course, lower. You know, there's a something night here is just jammed, but yeah. so many good shows. Yeah. Newsroom just ended. It's That's great. right, it's newsroom. Right. They even one of the um, in one of the acceptance features at the Emmys, mm-hmm. one of the um, benefitors of an award claimed it as the golden age of television. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love the stuff Netflix is doing as well. I mean, if you guys have absolutely cards. all of it, yeah, and uh, and that just kind of totally changed the landscape, you know. And 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 thankfully, you know, HBO smart with HBO Go, mm-hmm. so they they can when Netflix takes everybody down, they'll be ready to you know yeah. when it just goes online. Anyway, so. Uh, uh, of course, we never have a bad episode of Boardwalk. It's always just rich and lovely. And I, I was, you know, I always just geek out on the um, production design. I, I love it. I, I yearn to time travel, um, to be able to go back to this period and be part of this. And, you know, Ebony, you were saying that you thought even the costumes were even greater this Yes, season. yes. We talked about that last season. Uh, one of the interviews I bought for News and Gossip was, uh, the Michael K. Williams character, the guy that plays Chalky White, talked about that being one of his favorite parts of the series is the costume design. And uh, it's even better to me this season. And we'll get into news and gossip. Jeffrey Wright, one of the new characters, also giving mad props to costume with this. I mean, these men look fantastic. They look fantastic. And when you just simply look at Chalky versus Dr. Narcisse and the way... Those two men are dressed. Yes. So it's not not only just separate them and look at them. Fine, they look amazing and they speak to the period. But more specifically, they they their characters. Right. Jockey's more the 
Nouveau, Riche. Absolutely. Dr. Narcisse is, is more old money, old, you know. Contemporary, the tails. Yeah, everything. absolutely. And then with Chalky, we see the plaids and the, right. the mixed prints. A little bit more funky. Oh, and yeah, he's not awesome. there yet. He's yeah. not there. He's not yeah. there. Um, let's start out talking about uh, our favorite character, Richard. Yes, of course. of course. I don't know why foolishly I was like, God, I hope he doesn't get killed, which was just stupid Never. of me to even think because he's so popular and the actor is so fantastic who plays him. Um, there was a big, I understand your doubt, though, just because the glimpse you got of him trying to search for the sun in that dark shed of like just destruction, that makes you sometimes feel like they're more vulnerable when they're finally like reaching out looking for some greater presence. I have that fear a little bit as well, just because of that glimpse. And burying the gun mm-hmm. and the contrast the scene previous is like it's sunny in Florida and then boom, we go to cold and, and we go warm sunny Florida and to cold dark uh wherever right he, he is. Dirty. Yeah. Midwest. Yeah. yeah. No, mid- not Midwest. Is Oh, yeah, he probably is in the Midwest. You're right. Sorry. I do. I remember where he went. I can't remember. Oh, God. We're going to get killed while they say that. <laughs> Fans are going to attack. I blame it on the heat. The heat affects my memory. Yeah. Anyway, you know, we see him um, in that world, and we see the Midwestern salesman who is making moves on the sister. What's his name? <laughs> Hubert? Yeah. Hubert. Hube. Rick. And it, it, why is he calling him He calls him, him Rick. Rick the whole time. And obviously, I guess it must be acceptable because I feel like Richard would correct him if it wasn't. So Rick, Woody, Richard. Woody, he's so... Lo- I mean, so? he just takes it on the chin. You know what I mean? It's yeah. He's always taken the beating well. It's just when sure somebody enough. messes with a loved one or whatever, that's yeah. when he goes house. That's when you go uh, postal. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Do you think Rick is... Just the fact that he's in, not being... Um, maybe that's like the colloquial kind of endearing term of Richard. You know, Richard, maybe he's formal. Um, so I mean, of rich, to me, Rick. it's more reflective mm-hmm. on Hube as Richard responds to him. It's that, <laughs> it's that Hube's that was a sweet guy, yeah. but he's constantly poked for not really knowing what's going on. And him being so <laughs> friendly to Richard and yeah. calling him like Rick and trying to be buddy and not being yeah. able to see that Richard is this, you know, killer who he should kind of fear, but just see him as like a normal guy mm-hmm. who's the brother of the girl that he has a crush on. He sees things so friendly and simply that that's mm. how I took the name. Yeah, but Richard's agree. more serious and I don't know, but just being like, Rick. Yeah, I get it. It's endearing. I think so. So, and what's also interesting too is that what I liked about Hube <laughs> is that he didn't see him as a monster, handicapped person, right. or a pity case. He was dealing with him pretty straight. So I thought yeah. that was cool. Well, I think he stayed in his lane. I think he had a lot of respect for the relationship between Richard and his sister. Right. You know, and he, he really sees that bond and sees um, how really special they are as people. You know, that line, mm-hmm. you know, you Harlow's, you know, you act like there's no one else in the world. Um, and I appreciated that because yeah. that was like really showing some homage and some respect for the way they operate. I like So that. independent. Yeah. Um, it was interesting, his line, too, straight dogs and bachelors, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And, the you know, the symbolism of mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so much there. Uh, you know, and he buries the gun, and when he buried the gun, I, well, I was pretty confident he wasn't going to get killed because the, I think everyone's in love with the character, but I was also confident that that killer just can't be put to rest, to rest in no. him. No. And I was confident in the fact that Emma was going to step up yet again to take control of the situation mm-hmm. um, and be 
I guess, the bronze. And we haven't seen that in the ladies of Boardwalk, I feel like, in a couple of seasons. Like, that role that she's now kind of brought back to life, that's a Margaret of yesteryear. That's an Angela of yesteryear. We're seeing it this year. We we talked about in the earlier earlier episodes, we were talking about even them all wearing the greens for growth. Um, But, yeah, we're seeing the women. strength. Yes, rise to power. And uh, in comes Carl Billings and his Mm -hmm. goon. And, uh, yeah, out comes the knife. And then right. just, you know, just when you think Richard's had it, yeah, Sister no. Emma steps right up and takes care of business takes in Harlow care. fashion. That's right. Yeah. Right. But now there is more there because, like, I'm kind of confused where Richard is going. Mm-hmm. We finally see him. Like, we, th- I thought he was there to stay. And I even thought that there was going to be more based on the fact that Emma said that she had repaid the bill and she had to sell something to get the money, but it, she had already taken care of it herself. Right. And now that he he has this bag, he's being he's leaving, going on a train, um, I was very surprised hmm. for that to come out so quickly. I think he's recharged, though, Sarah. I think this, obviously, we saw him at kind of a, a weird intersection in the past two episodes. I think now he's kind of got his battery recharged. I think he's back in the game, and I think now he can move forward. In- or, or do you think he doesn't want that around her? Well, he didn't go back and he didn't unbury the gun. He didn't dig it up. So I'm not convinced that he is fully back. Because I feel like we would have seen that. He, it's now, it's just like he has to move on again. But where to? Where is this new, where are we going to see him go? chapter. Oh, maybe, do you think he's afraid that this Carl Billings guy has other people that could potentially go there, but then he'd want to stay and protect her? I think he feels like she can protect herself. I I, I do think that. Um, And I think... I think, if anything, she was influential on Richard in terms of kind of getting his little mojo back and getting his getting his swag back. I want him to go back to work for Nucky. Me too. Great employer. And Nucky needs him. Nucky needs him. Yeah. We were with Sarah. Was it with the rolling of the eyes? I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes it just happens. <laughs> Does Nucky really need him? Like I. Yeah. Nucky. Nucky always needs good muscle because the people around Nucky. I mean, it's been a long, even with Owen, we saw him kind of collapse at the right. end. He's got a, other than his poor little damn near crippled uh, butler, who's really by Nucky, who's got Nucky's back exclusively. Right. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm really reflecting on what I saw of Nucky in this particular episode. episode. Mm-hmm. And that was really that he had his act together and he seems to have a new possible business partner who, I mean, we'll probably we'll get, get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. Um I'm hoping that's where Richard's going because I love that's who would be the best, who would treat him the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy he's staying around. One of the things I want to mention is how interesting was it when the mask was off? Yeah. The emotion, you know, this, this, the, the actor, he's been so amazing just using ha- a piece of half of his face, mind you, to convey all this emotion. And when this was off, um, to me, it was, it was incredible. What I saw in his face, how vulnerable he was. Vulnerability, yeah, it was incredible. We have to give him applause for that and all the work he always does. Yeah, to you know portray such a he always gives such a strong performance. Mm-hmm. And being that we really don't see much of him, and mm-hmm. half the time we're looking at the mask half and not the other half of his face, right. and still get the emotion, still understand him and love him as a character because it's so nuanced. And I mean, us as like non actors, I mean, hats off to you as actors who are able to convey that type of emotion in such a minute, nuanced, right. detailed way. I mean, that's that's where I'm just like, this is fantastic. He's amazing. Yeah. You know, the Houston family. So look where he, his breeding yeah. is unreal. Yeah. It was it was so sad when Richard was saying, you know, what he thought 
it was going to be like to come home from the war. Mm. And, you know, mom and dad would be alive. Samson the dog would be alive. She'd be there. But the, the interesting line I wrote down was that he would have won a bunch of medals, but he wouldn't wear them. Mm-hmm. What do you guys make of that? Typical Richard, you know. Um, he's just never been about the glory, uh, you know, and I think that's what it adorns us to him in that way. Like he, he's just about the business of it. He's about the business of what it takes to earn it, but not necessarily what it, the the involvement of showing that off or showcasing right. it. He's just so not that guy. Like he's run by his character, not by the tokens and awards mm-hmm. and the spectacle. We never see him make a spectacle of himself to be the top of the period mid, to be the Nucky or the... He's almost always in the shadows, right? Yep. He's almost always just kind of in the shadows right when you need him. And that's what makes him so amazing. He doesn't need to call forth that he's noble or good to his family. No. Which are what medals are for. He, right. just has, he just carries them with him for his own... It's for his own self, like his internal. I believe we haven't seen the last of his sister, Emmy. What do you think? Oh, she's great. Definitely not. No. 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 She's she's still around. Okay. She's so funny to me. By the way, my favorite line of hers tonight was when she told uh, her little would-be boyfriend, like, you wouldn't know where to put (laughs) him anyway. Yeah. (laughs) That just was great. Hilarious. Hilarious. Um, Let's talk about Jillian. Mm. Heroin addicted Jillian. Uh, with his, her, her new guy. Mr. Piggly Wiggly. Mr. Who, by the way, you guys, I don't know if you guys talked about this, you guys know who this guy is, Yes, right? of course. Okay, okay. all right. From okay. Office Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sex in the City. Sex in the City, so you guys know yeah. from that. Yeah, so, but I know from Office Space too, but. Yeah, yeah. he's amazing. He's huge, amazing. huge, huge, huge follower. Side of the table, girl side of the That's table. That's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Um, but she seems like she's found her new man. Yeah. Is anybody, I mean, I know you absolutely despise Jillian Richard, but are you a little sad that she's a heroin addict yes. now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see her weak. Yeah. She's better when she's powerful. I don't yeah. like her on heroin. Yeah. I mean, she's still seeming to control her future very well, to align she's, herself she's in these functioning addict. She's yeah. a functioning addict. Yeah. Yep. Although, hey, I thought I thought through the whole dinner conversation, she was going to slip while they were at Talkie White's club, mm. um, and they're talking to the other couple. I thought obviously. so too. I was wondering. I was. I, I said uh, to Ebony during it. I said, "Is she screwing up and awkward because she's been out of yeah. the con game for so long, mm-hmm. or is she setting up for a greater thing?" And clearly, it went well. Yeah. yeah. So she delivered, right? She always clearly delivers. went well with him. I just, I felt like her the guy from the AMP and the wife, not so much. And I think that it was just her. Jillian is so haunted. By her past, and I mean that's reflective because like she can't give up the heroin. Evansville, Indiana, and then Rogers, and then the guy comes. Friend, exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah. she can't escape what she's done and what she's been a part of. So I think we're going to see more of that. But you don't think she uh, did the job at dinner to close the deal? She don't think she came through as the surrogate role. I think role. she closed the deal with stepping in as his partner. So he, he had fun with it, but yes. yeah, because it, it didn't seem like like the old Jillian would have taken the guy from AMP. And handle him and the wife. Oh, right. yeah. And yeah. it didn't seem like that at all. It's too much. She was too much. I think old Jillian, uh, first of all, Games wasn't off. Here when Games off. She was a little, again, more nuanced. She was paying attention to detail more. She knew exactly when to give to enough and pull back. She's not, her senses aren't there. She's off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, you know, if we look at the, the what's interesting is the A&P, and, to my recollection, and the Piggly Wiggly never, ever merged. Yeah. So just to keep that in mind historically. So... <laughs> 
whatever deal he's trying to do with that guy, I'm pretty sure it doesn't end up happening. Um, in fact, it's so ironic that Piggly Wiggly's just got sold last week. We, I think we talked about that. I just want to have a quick shout out to Piggly Wiggly, my first paying acting job. I did a Piggly Wiggly commercial at six and, nice. uh, shout out to Greenback's Dance. Hola! Piggly <laughs> And moving on with Boardwalk. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so we see that those two are going to get together, and I think that's going to sig- this going to signify some rise to power, and I'm sure it's going to it'll take us back into New, New Jersey at some point. Correct, and, correct. And also, he seems to kind of be stepping up as her defender. Um, mm-hmm. He's not in the Fowler, You better move on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not really doubting her having any suspicions on what her past is. He just kind of steps up and shoes anyone who's going to harm her way. So I think we're going to see more of that, too. Yet. But then he asked, like, are you okay? Like, I think when she came back all looted and booted, he was kind of like, you know, are you good? You know, so it's I think... It's melted. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you're right, sir, but I do think he's going to be paying close attention to who, who am I defending? You know what I'm saying? I you think, think he could clean her up? No. Heroin? Hell yeah, no. No, heroin sucks. Hell no. That's an injecting? Psh, yeah, you're done. She's done. It's like 7%, I think, today's people. Yeah. What are you doing with What's that? Making a pencil mustache. <laughs> Pen mustache. Um, okay. Let's talk about little Willie Thompson. Ah. Eli's boy. I'm a fan. I mean, the whole time he was on screen today. You had a crush on him? I mean, a little not, bit. No, yeah, he's it's cute. Okay. <laughs> she's, a college, she's a college girl. Yeah. She's good, so. yeah, He's cute. Yeah. It's like I'm wondering who he's going to, um, I guess, take after more. Eli, his father. No, Nucky. Or Nucky. Mm, Nucky. Thank you. Nucky. 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 And I was just going to say, and especially you see that when he walks away from fights multiple times without hitting back. Mm-hmm. So he gets hit, um, obviously, by Mickey Doyle. And walks away with the prize. Mm-hmm. And then later, we see him kind of get ready to fight again with, um, oh, what was his name? Oh, the fat bully, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, he was so chubby. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> bully man. And that in front of his peers, where he's already kind of like established that he's going to be the guy to go to, he walks out of that fight. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just very telling because Naki's the one who uses mm-hmm. his head, not his yep. Sarah, you are very wise. Very wise. Oh, I want to pick that up. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I, I think, exactly what was going down. And, you know, taking a step back, did, did you guys, wasn't it cool to see college back then? Yeah. Well, it, I, you know what my first thought was is as a woman, because they're at Yale, and to notice that there were a couple of ladies, you know, not right. just the one. You know, it was a couple. Right. You know, not balanced, but we're on our way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Although, I mean, the subject matter they were listening to. We're gonna listen to some. I forget white accuracy. Some Paul Whit. We're gonna listen to a Paul Whitman album on the. Yeah. Oh no. No, no. He yes. I know Carnival was playing. We'll talk about that. But the fat the fat bully was like, we're going to listen to some Paul Whitman albums on the Victrola. The Victrola. Yeah. It was funny when we were in college. We found a bunch of old photos. My my school been around since the mid eighteen hundreds. And somehow we found a stash of photos from the late 1800s. Mm. And it was just so weird to see young, you know, the same young faces that were, you know, long, long gone, but yeah. just drinking and, do, you know. And, and, same experience. Yeah. yeah. Keeps happening. I know, but I love it. I think it's just, you know, you don't think like that. You, mm-hmm. you think like college. I think you think, I don't know, in my brain, I think college maybe goes back to, I don't know, the 60s or 70s, you know. Yeah. But when you see the 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys scoring beer, scoring alcohol. Same objectives. Yeah. Yeah. Get laid, get yeah. boozed. That's it. Get through. And That's that it. 
repetition has even been mentioned on this show. I think it was episode one of this season where Nucky said that college is where he made all of his mistakes. Or, mm. But that was his period of time. And the fact that now we are seeing William in college mm-hmm. already going down his same path. Yeah. Well, this is where he's being built to be the mm-hmm. next level. Yeah. Well, and we're going to see, I think, William go toe-to-toe with Eli for sure. Absolutely. That's going to happen. And it was a great point, Sarah, to your point, Eli would have totally punched Doyle in the face, and he would have totally punched the fat guy because that's who Eli is. But Nucky, you're right, would have. Nucky saves it for when it counts. Right. That's the distinction. When, when it's when it's going to be gratifying, you know, I can get this booze, fine, I'll take the blow. And walks Some away with BS. the price. Yeah, no, no. just going to let it go. Yeah. And you have to go back to also how that trans, like, with what he achieved, because the person he was dealing with was Mickey Doyle. And we've seen so much, like, tension built up between Eli and Mickey over the seasons mm. and trying to topple one, topple one another for power. Mm-hmm. And in the end of this conversation, where oftentimes Nucky had to step in right. to give Eli the power over Mickey, William didn't have to do anything except for yeah. back off, and he walked away with the booze. Yeah, that's because uh, Doyle and Eli are always in this thing for second in command. And I think that William, like Nucky, they don't they see past that. You know, it's the bigger it's always the big picture. Got to see the big picture. Yep. We struggle over here at AfterBuzz with that. Some of the <laughs> underlings at Ebony don't quite see the I'm big not, picture. Yes. Yes. We. Yes. There we go. Steve, who's like Todd from Breaking Bad. Steve, you're in the booth, right? Yeah, he, he yeah. sees a big picture because yeah. he's like Todd. He's just yeah. looking, at, you know. But my other guys, no, so not so yeah. much. Yeah, um, big picture. But it's funny. So let's talk about Doyle slapping him in the face. <laughs> Do you think he realized? Shit, I just slapped Eli's kid, and that's going to make some problems for me. I think it was just more of like, yes, I do think that yeah. one level that he slapped him and was like, wait, let's not tell anyone <laughs> that this happened because right. it could go over very badly. But I think also it was if he gained some admiration yes. for the kid. Yes. And um, that's what really provoked him to give him the boost. To let him walk away, that was out of fear. Mm-hmm. But to give him what he came for, that was out of, okay. You tried, kid, and you, you did pretty well. So here you and go. Also, but yeah. also now if he took the goods, then he's less apt to tattle, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Now they're both in on it. Yep. Um, I, but I suppose he was in on it already from... You're, I think you're right, once again, Sarah, because he was in on it because he, he already had him over about two degree because he came he in came looking. He came to him. Yeah. So you're right. So he probably was. No, I think so. I think the way he took it was just like, how do you not kind of respect that? I respected him for it. Yeah. Do you guys... Okay, for me, when I... When I, I love seeing college. I, I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. But I honestly felt like we were on a commercial break advertising another show mm. because it was so oh, weird to see young people... It just did seem like a different show until I'm like, oh wait, oh it's 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 uh, it's it's Willie. Like I didn't know when I was watching it because we're we're not used to seeing all these young kids. I mean, the youngest kid we've, or the youngest feeling was like Al Capone. Yeah, like, that was mm-hmm. our. But they're all street kid. kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not seeing or or we saw. Um, you know, Chalky's uh, son-in-law to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but medical he's like too. he's in late medical school. It seems yeah. like. Yeah. So for me, it was a left turn. Did it bother you? Are you guys are you guys going to go along for the ride with with William, or do you think we're taking a step too far? I uh, know I'm in. I'm in because 
with a show like this, you know, there's people like us who've been in it from the beginning and we're totally invested, but there's always a new audience. And so I think that this type of storyline gives an opportunity to people who are new to the show to kind of grow from a, a, a ground foundation. Gotcha. I think that's nice. Okay. And it also gives people like Nucky, um, Nucky um, more opportunities for their ventures. Yeah. The college market in general yeah. is opportunity for all of their business, whether or not that Ask goes any through politician. William yeah. or any of the other characters or Mickey. It's a whole new avenue. We've seen them go. They're in clubs. They're in bars. They're in speakeasies. We need new places to see how like mm-hmm. their illegal wares fare. Gotcha. Yep. Well, if you would be so kind, <laughs> I would love to turn your attention to Dr. Narcisse. Yes. 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 Why are you going to talk like I can't I'm, do it. I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the episode. <laughs> but I don't wish to offend you. Even okay. He is successful. amazing. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright's amazing. The character's amazing. Um, this is our new supervillain. Yeah. He's just a whole other, other yeah. level. And so much smarter than any supervillain uh, we've seen on the series yeah. so far. Yeah. Yep. So much smarter, but I'm going later when I talk about, um, Mike August's insight. I think that Mike, who gives us our catches of the week, because we go on obviously right after, he right. goes back and gives us all these little snidbits and details. He points out that Mr. Narcisse has Dr. Narcisse. Doctor. Doctor Narcisse. He worked too long to earn it for it to be foregone. I have earned it, as as have you. Yes. Well, (laughs) we're going to see that he has some weaknesses. According to the. Oh, sure. Well, okay, so so he opens up meeting with the, what is it, the United? Uh, yeah, so this, uh, this organization is, it's a, apparently it was a real organization. Let me quote it in particular. The, uh, United Negro Advancement. Or is it, I, Association, I'm, right? Was it Improvement? Or improvement, advanced? excuse me. Improvement Association, correct. Um, which is basically under the umbrella of the Marcus Garvey teachings, which the Garvey teachings in historical context, uh, it's black nationalism to its core. It's the notion and the idea that black people, the black race, is best served in a form of purity. And that's when you saw last episode, he kind of gave the speech about how mixing dilutes the power of the yeah, people. Yeah, and, yeah. and it goes to that. And even we heard in this episode when he talked about just the, the intellectual gains, it, it's very Marcus Garvey, it's very W.B. Du Bois, and it it it's we see it manifesting itself in the way he separates Chalky and his school of thought from the way he's approaching Dunn and trying to approach him from this place of black intellectual superiority. And it's very effective. Do you think when he's having the meeting at the beginning, everything yes. he's saying seems on point? And it seems it's to me... you're a black nationalist, Kevin. Yes. Well, yeah. it seems, but it seems very <laughs> altruistic. Yes, like yes. He was doing good. Mm-hmm. Does he really mean that? Or is it like Naki who does those things because he, he just wants his end goal of money? It's, it's both. Um, I'm just going to jump ahead a little bit to news and gossip. Narcisse is actually based on a real character. The the person is Casper Holstein, who became a millionaire during the numbers game during Prohibition. And he ended up giving most of his earnings back to black communities and schools. and So it's very even handed in that way. And we saw that from Bumpy Johnson. When you're talking about the black gangster, basically, you're talking about somebody who has a very dual purposeful role. Of course, there's an, a financial interest. Of course, there's an interest in them having individual come up. But there's very much this communal interest that talks about how you're going to support the rise and the, the infrastructure of black communal gain. So it's, that's what makes it so fascinating for me to watch. But then, um, but, but, but 
what is the incredible hypocrisy yeah. is when he's going to litter his community with effing right, heroin. heroin. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And other Libyan places. So just not Harlem. Yeah. No, no, no. And so that's why further. it's like, oh, my God. And that, like, everyone knows that that's what has destroyed those communities. That or what did. Like, yeah. it crippled them. And it's still having lingering effects, of course. Sure. I, I got to wait and watch it. Well, that's why he's, su- yeah. but that's why he's such a great villain. Now, mm-hmm. it's interesting that they didn't give him the name. They didn't. They named him Narcisse. I think by naming him Narcisse rather than what's the, the name? actual name, Casper Holstein. Because I think with Casper Holstein, because it seems like he lives and prospers. Mm-hmm. He does. This guy's going to have to pay at some point. That's what I think. Absolutely. That's why. So if you change the name, you have a little more creative freedom. Yep. Why yep, are you yep, looking yep, at yep. me like that, Sarah? Well, his first name is, isn't it Valentine? Yeah. Shouldn't that yeah. imply good things, good loving? That's the life? point. I yeah, think it's that duality. even handed duality. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but like I said, to, I cringe when I heard about the heroin. I'm like, dude, really? Like, you know, that you know. But we still see that today, guys. I mean, it's this notion of. But the blacks doing a death black on black that's crime. That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's this notion that you have a segment of communities of color, blacks and Hispanics primarily, that have this notion of, I need to come up by any means necessary and then I can help my people out. But they forego this underlying substance of your come up is intricately damaging the whole purpose. So by the time you get here and you can give turkeys back at Thanksgiving and all this other BS, you've crippled your people. Right. So sad. Looking at, you know, that when he was in, um, well, I don't want to talk. We're going to talk about him and Dunn at at some point, but it it, it speaks to it. Sarah, what were we going to say? Oh, no, continue. I mean, I was going to compare him to Chalky and Mm -hmm. the fact that, I mean, Chalky as well has these goals, though. Yes. They're obviously functioning differently, but from the very beginning, Chalky has been supporting his community. Sure. And was their voice, and that's why how he got involved in his club. Absolutely. Was because he wanted to raise, I guess, a- awareness of his life and his community. So they're both going for the same thing. Right, but now you're actually really um, smartly getting into this dual notion within the communities of color. Do we want it done in the, in the traditional chalky white fashion, or do we want it done in the vein of a black intellectual? So now you're talking historically about like a W.E.B. Du Bois, talented tenth, black intellectual superiority, liberal arts, that thing, or a Booker T. Washington, more, um, uh, you know, hands on the ground, traditional way. And, and I can offer this, you know, Nucky, it's was about distributing alcohol to his people, which fine, everyone's drinking, mm-hmm. you know, and he's providing, he's moving his operation to be somewhat legit. He's providing great uh, entertainment. Sure. He's building a legitimate business. Mm-hmm. Whereas heroin, as you said from the beginning, no one gets off mm-hmm. heroin. No. So, no. you know, that's why I think Chalky ultimately defeats this guy. I do too. But right now, it's, it's definitely, you know... Uh, Chalky is raw. He's green. This guy is f- way further ahead. He's he's sophisticated intellectually. He's provocative as hell. I mean, it's like every time this character is on screen, you just can't get enough of can't him. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. Nope. I mean, absolutely. And even we see Dunn just eating out the palm of his hand already. But is he really eating out of the Well, palm before we get to Dunn, okay. let, let's at least talk about Chalky seeing the singer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's smitten. Yeah. What yeah. Is- and I don't like seeing that because, again, we're see- we are seeing a lot of weakness in Chalky. And one of you guys had mentioned it seems like a co- like 
maybe what we're watching from Chalky now is what we saw from Nucky, Nucky last season. Yeah, sprung off uh, the poom poom is what I say. Uh, and mm. then I like to say that Nucky we're seeing is the opposite because even like when he first gets to Tampa and the guy's like, oh, I'll send a little Cubana up there, whatever, whatever. Nucky's like, no, nope. I just take a He's shower. Michael Corleone. Thank you. My, yeah. Michael Corleone went to Vegas that time to, you know, to check out what was going on with Fredo. They got him all these women. He's like, Nope. No, no, thank no. you. So Hop I'm in. glad to see Nucky's learned his lesson. Stay away from the ladies. Stay focused on business. Beyond point. We'll get to Nucky. I know, Sarah, you want to get to Nucky. <laughs> we, we, let's finish our business with, with Dr. Yeah. Narcisse and Chucky. Yeah. And done. But Chucky's going by the wayside. He's he's totally sprung off this chick. Yeah. By the way, sorry, I forgot. The Talking about Rothstein mm-hmm. and his meeting with Dr. Narcisse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, again, so this is where Narcisse has a bit of leverage because of this intellectual approach. First of all, he's a doctor. There's an intellectual approach. There is some more respect seen from white communities when you're talking about that. When you're talking about dealing equally in business with a black man in this time, you got to give him just cause. And Narcisse is able to present that in a way that Chalky's not. I mean, Nucky treats Chalky with a level of respect, but we all know that he won't get that from every other white person he's doing business with versus Narcisse can command that in a different way. And I think I I think we're seeing, and I think we talked about it in the last couple of weeks, we're seeing the unraveling of Rothstein. Yeah. Rothstein was totally in control at the beginning of this series, ahead of everybody, razor sharp. He is pale white as a ghost. Mm-hmm. So, so close. To me, that's he just so sick. close to death. Yeah. Um, and even the fact that he insults Narcisse, I feel like in past he he would be smart enough in a business transaction not to insult mm-hmm. Rothstein's so oh. good at what he does not that he's a con man mm-hmm. he's just so good at what he does yeah. good at playing the game he's good and, he's and you know what deliberate and, as hell and he's great at playing the game and that's yeah. right because he's a professional gambler mm-hmm. and he me- kind of messes goes, up in this meeting yeah. I mean, you have insulted me needless to say right despite your efforts not to yeah yes. <laughs> well I think what we saw really was with Dr. Narcisse's relationships in this episode he has the singer, he has um, AR, and he has Dunn. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of positioned to figure out who he can ally with and who he can't. And I actually think the person he has most control of is going to be the singer. And that's going to help um, him against Chalky. Well, you, but she's a pawn. But yeah. by, by the way, he totally watches the room. So when he sees that there's dissension, now we can talk about Dunn, but dissension between Chalky and Dunn, I was like, no, because I knew weak. weakness. He saw a crack. Now I'm going to move in. And he sees uh, Chalky's weakness for this lady and he's got the terrible line. Yeah. She's what white people... Yeah, right? what yeah when Chalky says, white people like her, mm-hmm. then Narcisse says, and that's very important, then he waits for Chalky to leave, to you. To you. Again, big picture seer. Right. He, he, he prides himself on seeing the things and catching the things that someone of Chalky's nominal intelligence level, again, in the mind of Narcisse, can't get. It's fascinating. Because this this is a very, guys, I don't know if you know, this is a very prevalent continuing theme within minority communities, this notion of the intellectual side versus the more street-savvy side. Is it Jesse Jackson versus old Al Sharpton? I'm even drinking my drink. Okay. But, okay, but Narcisse does think this different way, and then Mm -hmm. he gets into this relationship with Dunn, but Dunn doesn't think the way Narcisse does. But he doesn't need him to. He, Dunn is just a pawn. Just but, like okay, this girl. But, but back I, up a second. So, so we, he sees, uh, he sees, he sees that, uh, Chalky likes this girl. He's yeah. going to exploit that. Mm-hmm. Um, he sees there's a riff with Dunn and he's gonna, expo- he moves in to exploit it. 
it's very interesting because he makes up lies and says, you know, uh, he tried to sell you out, blah, blah, blah. And it's interesting because Dunn says he's not my friend. And I took that to say, um, I'm not offended because we're not friends. We're not friends. So, Sarah, go ahead. Now tell us all, Sarah, what, what, what's really going on. I think is that we have established in the past that Dunn and Chalky have a very, I don't, not what I would say respectful, but a very unique, relationship and i think that narcisse is counting too much on the fact that dunn's being abused because mm-hmm. we've seen dunn deal with abuse and still come back mm-hmm. to defend Chucky. yeah but he's, t- he's using very specific rhetoric when you start calling another black man a slave which is essentially it's what like we see not it's achilles heel right it's achilles heel that's what we see narcisse doing he, he's talking about how chalky is using you as a brute and as a slave and as a this and a servant by that rhetoric slowly but surely undermines any relationship. And I agree with you. I do think up until this point, Chalky and Dunn had this kind of mutual, I don't know if I call it respect, but understanding. Yes. It, Narcisse is brilliantly undermining that understanding. I just haven't seen him break it. It's and coming. So I'm going to it's, stay with the fact that I think Dunn is still on Chalky's team. Girl. And if Narcisse doesn't completely break the foundation before trying to get him to do something, it's going to backfire and Dunn is still going to side with Chalky. He's doing that though with that type of language. That, that, that slavery, brute. And, and so we're talking about yeah. drugs and heroin addiction. Mm-hmm. And it, one of his last lines, mm-hmm. Narcisse utters to Dunn, and uh, forgive me, guys, because I'm I, I chicken scratch in the dark here. We'll go as far as you want to. Mm-hmm. To we'll go as far as you want me to take you, but we'll go together. We'll go together. It was like mm-hmm. someone administering drugs, going on a trip, going on a binge. Go, mm-hmm. You know, it sounded so much like someone administering heroin oh, or something. And else. the lead-in language, Kevin: freedom, power, control over men that are less than you. And he specifically calls out Chalky White. Chalky White is less than you. See, he's getting into his psyche, Sarah. So I, I agree with everything you're saying. I think what you, you're you're talking about is this very delicate, nuanced way that Dr. Narcisse is actually opening the psyche of Dunn. And I think that I just I guess I think that Dunn is more resilient than that. And even the fact that he calls Narcisse friend right away in one of his lines, mm-hmm. right after Narcisse said, you are not a friend of Chalky, he goes, all right, friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I think... So you think Dunn's a little smarter than we're giving him credit yes. for? Yes. I think he's an idiot. But we'll see. But you know what? No. I th- <laughs> but not even smart. You said resilient. Okay. So resilient means that he could get con taken in, but in the end, he'll... Could recognize it. He'll do the right thing. He's that resilient that he'll survive it. Possibly. So maybe. So let's talk about Tampa. Hmm. Where we, it's coconut drinks, coconut drinks and yeah. sugary salesmen. <laughs> um, and we're in Florida. And again, it's so interesting that we're not in Miami. We're in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And Tampa's not a place, you guys, that really ever rose to power. It's not like Miami, yeah. and, you know, which was always sexy, continues to be sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, or like Lauderdale or you know, just mm-hmm. a lot of great places. It's Tampa. Tampa, it's just interesting that they're there because yeah. it is kind of a... I don't want to offend anyone from Tampa, but it's not, you know, it's not really it's a little a, country. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. not really an impressive city, which is just so. Well, they've so got the southern twang in there. Well, that's like the first thing I noticed in that scene was just how I mean, I'm from North Carolina, so I get it. But the, the, the strong southern twang in which those characters spoke and then ultimately, because I was like, it's interesting to me that Nucky's really legitimately seeming to be open to business with these people. And in the end, of course, Nucky talks about these. What do you call them? Like 
country bumpkins or whatever, you know. And that always kind of comes out when you're talking about those regional distinctions. People from the South, we get a hard time. I mean, right off the bat, though, with the conversation with Nucky and Bill, you get that he's fake. He has these gleaming white teeth. He looks like he's been in the sun for, like, 80 (laughs) hours. His space is so stretched that you're automatically like, okay, salesman, and I don't trust you. Hmm. And let's set up from the beginning. And then as we see him transform to the last image we get of him in the room with the blood, he's haggard. He's, He's gone more pale. They do... You can tell where the story is going by the appearance of these people. Sure. I thought Chalky in the first scene in Florida was white as a ghost. He was totally... Nucky, Nucky, excuse me. Yeah. He was sorry. Like a chalky no, no, that's a long road that's to tell. Happen. Yeah, but, <laughs> but he was so white yeah. that it made me feel like he was so out of his element. And then by the end, I noticed some color come back into his face, which means he's okay. I'm getting the hang of it. This Florida thing may work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, after he has a talk with Sally, who uh, happens to do business with the hillbilly guy um, August Tucker, and it kind of knows. This guy that knows he's kind of a brute and he's tough, but also doesn't knows he's kind of a clown too. Right. And the fact that she owns her own place, Sally's, shows another strong yep. woman. bait and tackle shop. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she mentions is that all you really need is connections and money. And I mean, she is just as much those connections with running her bar and running her place. And I think that's going to open up. We know that Nucky's not interested really in the ladies, right? The now, ladies right, anymore, right. or at least the ladies in his old sense, where he used to right. always pick, you know, the fun the little young, dancer girl thing. that he would have a great time in bed with. Yeah. Now he needs someone with a little more brains. So I think that we're going to see a relationship. And they were playing a song in the background that kind of made it seem like she just needs a sugar daddy and she'll be in power. Hmm. All she needs is the money. She doesn't need anything else, and they can have enough business to run. Right. Well, she said as much, right? Anybody mm-hmm. who says that money can't buy happiness doesn't know where to shop. So. Right. And it was it was interesting because he did say, you know, he didn't want a little honey. He just wanted just a shower for now. For now. So I knew, like, later on he was going to yeah. obviously be into somebody, and, it you know, it seems like it's her. Um it was, his conversation was interesting that he was once alive and then prohibition killed him. <laughs> yeah, he was just a, a typical a, crooked politician. Run the mill crook. Yeah. A lot of money, a lot of friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now. Yeah. And then that's an interesting line, too, right? Plenty wasn't enough. I don't yeah. know. That really resonated with me. Plenty wasn't enough. Yeah. Wasn't had enough. A, you know, it's like Springsteen has this great line in one of his songs like, poor men want to be rich, rich men want to be king. King's not satisfied till he rules everything. Mm. Like it never just stops. Mm-hmm. Except for if you listened to the speech that was going on with Cromwell. Mm-hmm. It was like, the rich just want to be richer and mm-hmm. that's all you need. And the rich need to trust the money because that's why they're rich. And whole different and the, perspective. Yeah, it was about, it was about the good side of being rich, mm-hmm. right? It was, it was about the promoting the, the greed. And by the way, I'm sure Mike will tell us this. If this guy Carmel, I'm sure, is authentic, but was that an authentic recording? Because that would be so cool. I hope so. That was pretty awesome. Um, So it seems like Nucky's going to get, maybe this girl's going to bring a little life back into him. She gets him to send a present to Teddy. Although. He still didn't have to do any work for it. She did the work. True. Right. But it's still cost because he's, it's, even just him sending it is, kind of an opening of a vulnerability yeah, in then, a way. Right, and then she, you know, I think she's just getting him to open his heart, but it's mm-hmm. interesting, I still say, it's a creepy present, and <laughs> we know Teddy's kind of creepy. Creepy. 
Oh, I think it. Well, there's a couple things. Well, it was on the bar while they were talking, and Nucky did glance at it, hmm. and she picked up on that and said. It. And in addition to that, when she refers to Tucker as a gator, hmm. like this was a miniature gator, and hmm. in different color, and also tad bit on Mike August's nose to remind me, it was an orange gator. It was orange, right? Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. Most people um, are excited to meet me until they do. <laughs> that was funny. That one that resonated too much. Did that feel personal? Yeah, it just was. It hit home too much. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's interesting now with, with Tampa, we're going to be reaching our tentacles out. I'm sure that's going to link to Cuba. Mm-hmm. You well, know, they mentioned the Bahamas. Me, Cuba. Didn't they also mention the Bahamas mm-hmm. a little bit? And I mean, the whole why is Nucky now stepping into this deal? If he knows it's a bad deal, all about the land because he overheard. Oh, no! But the hill, but the hillbilly makes money. He does make money. It's a stupid deal, but he's like, if this guy makes money, he's not that smart. Mm-hmm. Now I've got Sally, and he's got Skeeter. That's that's I can Sally make said. some money, yeah. And then, and he's got Skeeter. And then, you know, remember what the message was: is that he answers to me, and I don't answer to him. So I'll be pulling the strings now, and. Typical boardwalk fashion, it's not all going to go to plan because, well, our boy just got his coconut cut in half. He went a little bit nuts. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But I did like the machete. Good added touch. And do you like this new actor? You mean this this character? I mean, you're going to be happy to see him? Bill? Bill. Um, Because he's going to figure it a lot now. Bill is the weakest link um, of the Tampa team. Okay. Of the Tampa team, yeah. Of the Tampa team, Bill is the weakest link. But you're going to be seeing a lot of him this season, I would think. Yeah. For a bit. I for a bit. Um I still get the fake salesman vibe and I think that Nucky Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Nucky can see past these things and you see him making the right alliances in Tampa, so it's just a matter of time before those other two people kinda kick Bill out of what the What do you way. say? Money, honey and sunny, money, cunny and sunny? Money, cunny and sunny. Money, cunny and sunny. Yeah. And he wasn't really into the first, sun first at that part. Yeah. Not so and then the not so much the sun, but because he's dead. Yeah. But now, you know, he said prohibition killed him. So it's all ties together. But I think he's, but he's going to start. Maybe do you think Sally's going to bring him back to life? In some ways. I think she's, their relationship is more business than pleasure. But see, I think you got to understand that with Nucky, part of his attraction to women is based on in that. I mean, it's not like Margaret was like some stunner, you know, but his his falling in love with her and his attraction to her was based off of her ability to Tap kind of support. Yeah. I can't believe you guys. Yeah. Three episodes in, no Margaret. No, we're not going to see she Margaret for mentioned. a minute. She was meant. Oh, she was mentioned. Do you think that's it, Ebony? You think she's done? I don't think she's done indefinitely. I don't. I, I would be shocked to see her before the very end of the season. If we wow. didn't see her all season, I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. I think she'll come in episode... Seven. Eight or seven. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's do news and gossip, then we'll do predictions and catches the week. Okay. All right. News and gossip. So very interesting article here in the root.com. Uh, this is about Jeffrey Wright exploring his character. And this kind of gets to your point, Kevin, the virtuous villain, this even handed, dual sided character that is both incredibly evil, yet incredibly provocative and interesting at the same time. So he talks about um, now this is this is completely interesting to me. I don't know if you guys were even picked up on this. The uh, opposing skin tones of the chalky white character, chalky, of course, being very dark skinned and all these things. And there's this historical issue of the black intellect being of a lighter hue and closer to white. And uh, again, this mixing of the bloodline 
leading to this black intellectualism. So when asked about it, uh, Jeffrey Wright says, I think there's a historical context for that tension. It's being drawn upon very historically honestly. I don't think they necessarily hired me because I'm light-skinned, but I do think it plays well into the storyline. Um, also, uh, you know, when he was asked about his character, it seems from this article that um, the writer, uh, excuse me, writer-director Terrence Winter specifically wrote this character for Jeffrey Wright. Um, you know, if, ands, or buts about that. And when he said, uh, I was hoping that when Terry Winter asked me to play this part, we could create a character who was not as cliche, who was complex and driven by both intelligence and language, which is why when we hear what he says and how he says it, it's so incredibly deliberate. And he says, as villainous as he is, I wanted him to be celebrated in the mode of hip hop black gangster. I did not want him to be celebrated in the mode of hip hop black gangsterism. I wanted him to ultimately be somebody who was revealed. Um, and in the first five episodes, we see it and he only descends further into darkness or whiteness, however you want to view it as the episodes continue. So this is just going to get completely crazy and interesting. And um, back to the clothing issue, when asked what was the most likable thing about Dr. Narcisse, the most likable thing about Narcisse might be his suits. <laughs> Even he dresses half cleric and half undertaker. Mm. Totally his interesting. suits and his mannerisms and speaking. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm Easy just, to like. Good job in the news. Thank Good you. Mm-hmm. For catch- All right, so let's do Catchers of the Week first, right, Tara? Are we going to get some Catchers of the Week? So we need to shout this out to Mr. Mike August. So last week we watched Resignation, and he sent us a couple of notes, just so you guys know. Um, so there was a verse from the Bible, Timothy 2.9, and this is spoken by Narcisse, and he says it's about women being forbidden from teaching or holding authority over men, mm. and also about being dressed in modest apparel. So just putting that into view, that Narcisse, we obviously see that he has some hierarchies in the race area, but he also has hierarchies between men and women and who has the control. And we also saw maybe a little bit of that when he decided to use religion as a backup to strangling um, (laughs) the devil woman. Um, Also... He also mentions that these are a couple of his weaknesses. Hmm. That he doesn't realize that the queen is more powerful than the king in a chess board. And that's more reflective. Last week we talked about how chess was constantly mentioned throughout the thing. It was in the book. It was in their lines. Uh. So he says this is a game of king versus king. But it's true that in chess, your most valuable piece is the queen. Um, also, and it could be all of our queens. It could be the singer. It could, say, it could be Sally. Sally. Yeah. It could be oh, just Emmy. It could be all the the women in this season. Exactly. Um, also, another note was that last week most of the color was bathed in brown, and that's interesting. Just that we did have Narcisse in present, and that that was reflective over the entire episode. Was that there was a lot of browns, um, and finally that the color orange was mentioned last week as well, which I think ties into the gator mm-hmm. of this week. And that was, and Eli suggested that Nucky bring oranges for his kids while back on the, while mm-hmm. on the trip to Tampa. And orange has been used to symbolize the looming death in such things as the Godfather. Um, so maybe this orange gator or maybe the oranges last week are symbolisms that death is coming from Tampa. Gotcha. So the thing Very that's repeated. Could be. Could be. Uh, and, and orange also symbolizes uh, craziness, insanity, mm-hmm. chaos. Um, 
You know, and before we go to the predictions, it was interesting. The last shot was a moth to a light bulb. You know, the moth always goes to a flame, but I thought the light bulb was more symbolic of we're into a, we're going into a modern era. But then the moth, who's the moth? Is that Nucky, or is that all of our characters? That a lot, a lot of our characters being drawn to this flame. Nucky drawn to Florida. Um, Don maybe drawn to, to this guy. And, right. Yeah, well, the verse of Jillian. Yeah. I'd say Jillian's the flame. Oh. You know, I think she's the, the flame. She's not the moth. I would agree. Um, okay. Let's go to predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. The glow, the uh. lights. I mean, we got some little bit of obvious ones. We have... Um, next week, we're definitely going to see more of Chicago. And uh, I yes. think Van Alden's going to Alden. regrow his set. <laughs> I think so. I, I you think know, so too. He says, I, I, I'm not treated well by... So I think he's going to ally with Capone and probably yes. be a really effective heavy for Al. I think yes. we're going to have a violent episode. I'm just waiting for one. the guns to come out next yeah, it's, week. It's time. Yeah. Um, interesting, in, in seeing the crumbling of Rothstein... He says, I'm going to put all my cards on the table. And we know with him is he gets into a, in the real life character, um, owes like 300,000 in poker debt and that's why he dies. Mm. So it's interesting if, if next week or if we're, if we're getting closer to that, but just the fact that he's putting, yeah, putting all on table, he was so much smarter. Yeah. Cause he used to say, you know, when there's no move to make, don't make a move. Yeah. But, you know, but now I guess, yeah, he's rattled. He is rattled. Um, Doctor No season done. I mean, <sighs> if he's the moth of the flame, then he's in danger. But I think he's going to survive. Um, also, I think that this week we got a little bit of a glimpse of Mickey Doyle um, on the college side. And I'm wondering if he's going to come into a new failure. He doesn't seem to have that much control over that warehouse. I think they were mm-hmm. complaining about the boxes just looking too obvious to be full of booze. Um, and we haven't seen a lot of him or a lot of... Eli. Exactly. So I'm going. I think there's going to be some problems or mistake happening on his end. And our new psycho fed. Yes. You know he wants to take down Nucky. So then the question becomes: Okay, I want you guys to predict who is the weakest link in the Nucky Thompson chain. Right now, I would say Bill, but he's in Tampa, and I don't think that our spine knows about it. I'm labeling him as the weakest link. What's that? She's saying Bill's the weakest link. Who do you think? Bill's pretty weak. He is pretty weak. Uh, Doyle's always weak to me. I mean, he's a survivor, but he's such a weasel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think he's really weak, too. I think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just I just think we're scratching the surface. We're going to see Jillian's going to make some trouble. Dr. Narcisse is going to make the most trouble. <laughs> yeah. There's now going to be trouble in Tampa. Yeah. We're just scratching Richard's the surface. Richard's probably coming back. That's going to be great. Well, that'll be a good thing. He'll, he'll kind of help us. But yeah. no, we, we have there to... There needs to be more trouble before Richard comes gonna back. There's going to be way yeah. more trouble. You know, Richard's going to have a lot of mess to clean up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I know we can't find you at Sarah Stratton, but where do we find you, Ebony? At Ebony underscore K. Ebony underscore K. No, at Ebony K. Williams? No, that's... Too long? It was too long and taken. Taken? Yeah. Oh, by an Ebony K. imposter. Yeah. Haters. Oh, we can't hate. Yeah. All right, you guys, please uh, rate and comment on iTunes and on YouTube and uh, tweet us and questions. 
the whole thing. Thank you so much for tuning in. And um, yeah, we're, you guys are going to be back next week, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Yes. I think I'm going to be back too. Thanks, Mike. Woo. Yeah. Thank you, Mike August. Thank you, Mike August. Thank you, our fans. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 